Greetings, I'm your host, Noah Moreno, and welcome to my podcast, From the Earth. From the Earth is a podcast about psychoactive plants, their history, what they are, their effects, benefits and risks, how they are consumed, and interviews with people who have done psychedelics. On today's episode, I want to begin the show by talking about a well-known psychoactive plant known as magic mushrooms. Mushrooms are interesting because of their history and how they are used. Mushrooms also produce strange effects in the brain after it's consumed. So, you know, that's always fun. If you enjoy content about psychedelics, be sure to catch a new episode every month by subscribing to my show, From the Earth with Noah Moreno, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you find podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at the Real. FTE show for the latest updates and clips from um, upcoming episodes. Let's begin with a quick recap on magic mushrooms. Psychoactive mushrooms have been used for thousands of years and have a long history of both medicinal and ceremonial use among indigenous peoples in many parts of the world, including Europe and the Americas. Historians suggest that some North African societies were ingesting mushrooms for their hallucinogenic properties as far as back as 9000 BC, according to depictions in rock paintings. Central and South American Indians have considered hallucinogenic mushrooms to be sacred, calling them, excuse me if I pronounce this wrong, but here we go, I'll give it a shot. Tionnankatul. <laughs> I'll try that again. Tionnankatul, uh, or known as flesh of the gods. Mushrooms gained popularity when banker and mushroom enthusiast R. Gordon Wasson's photo essay was published in Life magazine in 1957. Four years later, Wasson came across an indigenous tribe using psychoactive mushrooms in Mexico while he was on vacation. Wasson brought back a sample and sent the sample to Albert Hoffman. Hoffman synthesized the drug and produced two milligram pills to be distributed for research purposes. In 1970, President Richard Nixon signed the Controlled Substances Act, prohibiting many psychedelics in the United States. The CSA divides drugs into schedules according to their assessed risk, categorizing the most dangerous, addictive, and harmful substances that are deemed to not have any recognized medicinal use as Schedule 1. This includes a range of substances including LSD, psilocybin, cannabis, and heroin. I find the history of magic mushrooms to be interesting because I didn't know beforehand that magic mushrooms had a deep history. I find it interesting how magic mushrooms were used in other civilizations across the globe without restriction up until 1970 when Nixon decided that mushrooms, as well as psychedelics, were considered an issue for the American people. Next up, I'll be talking about magic mushrooms and their respective chemical compounds. So my first question is, what are magic mushrooms? Magic mushrooms, also called shrooms or mushrooms, are a type of mushroom that contain the drugs psilocybin or psilocin. These drugs cause hallucinations. How do magic mushrooms produce hallucinations? Psilocybi mushrooms cause hallucinations because they contain the psychotropic tryptamines psilocybin and psilocin. Now, if anyone out there curious, let's find out what psilocin is. Let's find out what psilocybin is. Uh, Psilocybin is a psychedelic compound found in magic mushrooms. So how does it work? 
Psilocybin activates serotonin receptors on brain cells in a way that reduces the energy needed for the brain to switch between different activity states. Psilocybin fosters greater connections between different regions of the brain. Let's go ahead and talk about the effects of magic mushrooms. The effects of mushrooms can fluctuate between people. Mushrooms can produce a variety of mental states. These include the following. Euphoria, peacefulness, derealization, or the feeling that surroundings are not real, distorted thinking, visual alteration and distortion, seeing halos of light and vivid colors, paranoia, confusion, frightening hallucinations. So the effects of psilocybin vary between people based on the user's mental state, personality, and immediate environment. This is interesting because there's quite a spectrum here. On one hand, a mushroom trip can be a positive experience. On the other hand, a trip on mushrooms can be very scary. It can be a terrible experience. What I learned so far is that mushrooms are either a positive experience or a negative one. I suppose it depends on a person's perspectives, their personal and physical setting, as well as their intention before ingesting psilocybin. Now that I've given you the effects of magic mushrooms, I'm going to go in detail about the short-term effects of magic mushrooms. So what are the short-term effects of magic mushrooms? Well, the short-term effects include the following. Sensory enhancement. Sense of time changing. Minutes can feel like hours. Real or imagined objects appear to be moving. Flowing patterns and shapes, both with eyes open or closed. Unusual thoughts and speech. Personal insight and reflection. Excited mood. To me, I think that's kind of interesting. Suppose you take like mushrooms and you start like, you know, experiencing all, all of that. Just, you know, you take a mushroom and then boom, your brain is like times two. Whatever that means, right? So what about the long-term effects of mushrooms? Well, let's go ahead and find out about that. So according to some current research, possible magic mushroom side effects include flashback hallucinations, changes in personality or mood, tolerance. Let's dive a little bit deeper into the first two. So we'll begin with flashback hallucinations. So the occurrence of these flashbacks is formally known as hallucinogen persisting perception disorder, HPPD. These flashbacks occur long after the psilocybin has left the person's system, but will usually result in the person re-experiencing a hallucination from a previous shroom trip. Flashbacks from hallucinogenic drugs can sometimes occur even years after last taking one of these substances but are typically fleeting. The person also tends to be aware that they are hallucinating. Changes in a person's personality or mood are also other potential long-term effects of psilocybin. While the exact long-term effects of mushrooms are unpredictable and largely unknown, there is some evidence to suggest that small doses of psilocybin could be used in mental health or substance use treatment. So I think that's, that's pretty cool. I, I, I agree with that last part that it said. So there are long-term effects from consuming magic mushrooms. Some of these long-term effects can be highly unpleasant for a person. These long-term effects need to be consciously weighed out when determining to ingest magic mushrooms. These risks are part of the package within the context of magic mushrooms, and, I, and dare I say for any psychedelic beyond magic mushrooms. The risks are really something to consider about. Any last-minute questions should be answered beforehand. So now that I've explained or at least given the idea or the concept, the effects of the magic mushrooms and what they can happen when a person does indeed ingest magic mushrooms, I want to go ahead and talk about the benefits of magic mushrooms. Let's, let's get to the more positive side of things. So what are the benefits of magic mushrooms? 
Well, according to some research and articles I read, some small clinical trials that have shown that one or two doses of psilocybin given in a therapeutic setting can make dramatic and long-lasting changes in people suffering from treatment-resistant major depressive disorder, which typically does not respond to traditional antidepressants. I I think that's pretty cool. I think that's really cool because suppose you take, you know, suppose you're someone with depression and you're just resistant to whatever's out there, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, for for example, let's just say, otherwise known as talk therapy, you go ahead and sit down and for some reason it just, it doesn't click, you you know, and it just may or may not aggravate depression. I, I'm not quite too sure. I'm not a licensed psychotherapist on this, but, you know, I can only imagine that suppose you went ahead and did that and nothing happened for you. So your depression's in some form is resistant to that. So, but mushrooms, on the other hand, have a tendency to go ahead and allow that to, um, to dissipate. So let's go into the risks of eating magic mushrooms. So another question is, what are the risks of eating magic mushrooms? Taking magic mushrooms may cause you to see, hear, or feel things that are not there, or to experience anxiety, fear, nausea, and muscle twitches accompanied by increased heart rate and blood pressure. In some cases, the consumption of magic mushrooms can lead to a bad trip or flashbacks. In certain cases, users may experience frequent or overly intense psychedelic events that may induce abrupt flashbacks, relieving the previous experience. What is commonly known as a bad trip may occur particularly at high doses. These experiences may be frightening and may include paranoia, loss of boundaries, and a distorted sense of self. Impaired judgment during these bad trips may lead to risk-taking behavior, which may then lead to traumatic injuries or even death. For individuals or with existing psychiatric conditions, there may be an elevated risk of side effects. This association is still being evaluated. Set and setting respectively refer to the internal and external factors that influence your psychedelic experience. Set is a reflection of your inner climate, your mood, personality, beliefs, perceptions, and so on. Setting refers to all that's going on outside, such as the people around you and their behaviors, the music playing, the smells, and weather in the air, even the cultural forces that aren't as readily visible. A bad trip on mushrooms can be frightening. There is a risk involved after digesting mushrooms. The risk can involve being stuck on a substance for hours and suffering through a bad trip. Mushrooms should be consumed in a safe environment. This is why set and setting is important. Set and setting is important because when done right, set and setting can lead to a better overall mushroom trip experience. As a result, a person may be able to get more out of the experience by having a proper set and setting compared to not being fully prepared and ingesting the substance without the proper context on how the substance will affect the mind. So that's that's great and all that. What about the legalities of it? So what is the current legal status of magic mushrooms? Psilocybin is still classified as a Schedule 1 drug. Schedule 1 drugs have a high potential for misuse and have no currently accepted medical use in treatment in the United States. Despite the illegality, cities across the U.S. have started to decriminalize the substance within their municipalities. States where it's legal include Oregon and Maine. Cities that have decriminalized psilocybin include the following. Denver, Colorado, Oakland, California, Santa Cruz, California, Cambridge, Northampton, and Somerville, Massachusetts. Cities that have made psilocybin a low-law enforcement policy include the following, Ann Arbor, Michigan, Arcata, California, Detroit, Michigan, Seattle, Washington, and Port Townsend, Washington. Magic mushrooms are currently legal in Brazil, Bulgaria, Jamaica, Netherlands, and Samoa, just in case you're interested if there's anywhere else in the world that it's legal. 
yeah, it's legal in Brazil and so on and so forth. Some states have held off on making any legal changes while opening up the ability for certain government-selected groups to begin research on psilocybin and its effects. For example, Connecticut has put together a specially assigned task force for that reason. And Texas has authorized a study relating to the use of alternative therapies for treating post-traumatic stress disorder. So another thing that I learned is that there's a shift in attitude towards magic mushrooms in the United States. U.S. cities are slowly decriminalizing and making psilocybin a low priority for law enforcement. I suppose that's cool because I think it makes it a lot easier for law enforcement to focus on what really matters. How do I consume magic mushrooms? Well, that's pretty easy. It can be eaten raw. It can be grinded up and placed into pills for consumption can be eaten with food, can be made into tea, and you can make that with edibles. So there's a variety of ways to consume magic mushrooms. From what I understand is that mushrooms don't taste too pleasant. Mushrooms are usually combined with food or made into a tea, so it's easier to consume mushrooms compared to digesting them raw and getting the full-on flavor of a bitter-tasting fungus. Magic mushrooms have a pretty interesting backstory. Magic mushrooms do have therapeutic benefits. However, there are risks involved with magic mushrooms. The risks associated with magic mushrooms can definitely negate any beneficial outcome. I've learned that it's important to make sure one set and setting is aligned properly to maximize the positive outcomes experienced from a magic mushroom trip. It's interesting to see how the legalities surrounding magic mushrooms change. What was once seen as a drug with no potential benefits is now seen as an alternative medicine for those who wish to treat whatever mental ailment that is impacting them. I'm going to conduct an interview. Let's get into it. Hello. Hi. I'm Noah Moreno, and I'm doing an interview with my good friend, Denise. And today's topic, we're talking about her experience on magic mushrooms. Denise, my first question is, what was your experience like on magic mushrooms? So I've only taken capsules, and I have made some shroom tea, I guess. I guess you can call it that. The capsules were pretty mellow. You know, I didn't really see any crazy hallucinations on the capsules. I did feel pretty calm, pretty functional. Everything seemed a little bit more like sharp, sharper and like focused. How, how was your experience with the tea bags? My experience with the tea bags. So that was um, a little more crazy. Um, you know, I drank the tea within, you know, maybe like 20 minutes. I started feeling like a little bit weird, like I wasn't like myself. It did like accelerate my heart rate, um, and I did feel like it was like a little bit, a little bit difficult to breathe, almost like if I was like claustrophobic, even though like I had no reason to be. Everything did seem like a lot like colorful as well, even though it was like a cloudy day when I took them. Yeah, and, like when I when I finally like peaked, I was just sitting like in a room looking at like the doorway, and it kind of seemed to be like shrinking and then not shrinking out of nowhere. What what would you what do you think of the experience? That would you say um would you do it all over again? Yes, I would. You know, take like a higher dosage, so I would be able to experience hallucinations and stuff, or just like visuals. When you said your your uh, your body started feeling weird, did would you say like you uh you you were having like a bit of an out of body experience? Like, did you feel like like you were being flushed, I guess. I just didn't feel like normal. Like everything just felt like, like you know, if if if, if everything was like an HD. But no, overall, no out of body experience. You know, I seemed really grounded, grounded and present. Do Do you remember the mood you were in before you you took uh, magic mushrooms? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't in like a bad mood, but I wasn't like overly like excited or like really happy either. I was kind of just feeling like indifferent. But overall, like, you know, 
in a positive state of mind, nothing negative. W- would you say the uh, magic mushrooms benefited you? In some way, yeah. I mean, I felt really relaxed taking um, the small dosages. The capsules that I took were about 10, no, they were about like 15 milligrams each of uh, shrooms. <laughs> w- when you were peaking, w- what was that like? Um, I just felt really heavy. I felt like I couldn't really like get up and like walk around. I just had to stay in one place and just look at the walls move. It probably like lasted maybe like five minutes it couldn't have lasted over 10 and then afterwards everything kind of just went back to normal and i felt like more relaxed what, what was the uh because I, I understand like when you, when you take magic mushrooms there's there's like a bit of a of a of a curve i would say like you you would take it and then you reach the peak and after the peak is kind of bit of like a a bit of like i would call it the afterglow stage where things seems kind of calm did, did you ever experience that i would say kind of I, I would i wouldn't describe it as like an afterglow it would be kind of like um like when you go to the gym and you go for a run and then you get that runner's high you get a little bit tired after that after that runner's high but you still feel pretty good that's pr- it's pretty interesting w- would you ever recommend magic mushrooms to anyone um yeah i mean i i can see how they can help people they do bring your mood up they enhance your focus and stuff. But I mean, I think if you take enough, you know, it does like impair you as well. So you kind of just have to be careful with how much you're taking. Would you say magic mushrooms uh, of uh, has uh, in some way, in some capacity, like has helped uh, has helped you uh, in your day to day life? Um. Well, I don't think I can answer that question accurately, just because I've only done shrooms a handful of times, and each time it was just a small dosage. It wasn't anything really big okay i I just want to say thank you for uh coming on the show and thank you for answering to my lame ass questions i I really appreciate that hey i had a lot of fun if you enjoy informative content on psychedelics be sure to follow the podcast's twitter page at the real fte show catch a new episode every month by subscribing to from the earth with noah moreno on apple Podcasts, spotify podbean or wherever you find podcasts